The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Welcome to the Financial Focus Radio Show with your hosts, Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Join us as we discuss markets, bring transparency to issues within the financial services industry, and bring honest, thoughtful analysis every week. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Financial Focus Radio. Thank you for joining us. All of you Josh Finelli groupies, guess what? He is back with bells on. So he survived. He survived. The desert southwest, the Cadillac Desert with his one and four-year-old. So, Mr. Finelli, welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. We've gotten lots of people calling in wondering where the heck you are. So, thanks for <laughs> yeah, being back. I'm sure. <laughs> Always happy to They're be here. They're all like 60-plus-year-old women. It was weird. But, hey, at least you have your, at least you have your uh, genre. All right. Uh, if you want to be part of the program, if you want to talk to Josh, I'll give you his cell phone off the air. But if you want to talk to the, have a question or comment for us, the number here is 877-670-7117. Or you can always email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. So the Finelli clan had a good time in the desert southwest? Yeah, I love it down there. It's, it's nice. Lots of uh, cool hikes and scenery. Yeah, it's a it's a great way to spend time with your your family. <laughs> Sounding very melancholy today. <laughs> we need to snap you out of that. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the week that was in the capital markets. It continues to be uh, quite interesting, actually. If you follow the capital markets, I guess if you're long only, it's not so fun. But uh, these periods should be expected. Uh, but, you know, with the market action on Friday, we sort of salvaged the week. Uh, it was going to be the fifth week in a row where we saw negative returns for U.S. stocks. And uh, because of the move we saw on Friday, we salvaged a positive, barely positive return for the S&P. Uh, U.S. stocks, as measured by the S&P, were up about seven-tenths of a percent. So they did trade higher, but all of those gains happened on Friday. Uh, if you look at the rest of the markets, that wasn't quite the case. Uh, in the small cap universe, so U.S. small cap stocks, as measured by the Russell 2000, we're down about 1.8%, so a pretty sharp sell-off there. In international markets, we saw the international developed market stocks trade down about a half a percent, and the emerging markets were down about a quarter of a percent, a little less than a quarter percent, so essentially unchanged in the emerging markets. Where we saw the big move and, and the reason for a lot of the volatility we saw last week was in the rate complex and the, uh, in the bond market. The aggregate bond market, the aggregate bond index was down one and a half percent. So when you look at bonds, and we have a bunch of uh, info about this in the next segment and, and coming up, but um, they have in the last uh, year and a half erased almost a decade's worth of returns, and that's why it's so important if you're going to invest in bonds that you own the right bonds. Uh, and we know in doing our free retirement reviews that that's not true for a lot of you. And we would tell you that the pain, we still feel like there's more pain to come. I mean, it might be the bond market is probably just like the stock market oversold in the short term uh, because we, it is crazy to see what's happened in the 30, rate complex. 30-year yields over 5%, the long bond down 43% in the trailing three years. Yeah, it's rough, rough, rough drawdown. So yields on a six-month treasury, 5.58%, a one-year treasury, 5.43%. And this is the move that happened in the long end, which is what Josh was talking about. The long end of the yield curve was 
is where we saw the biggest movement. A 10-year, 4.8%. I think it got to 4.89. So we're approaching 5% on the 10-year, and a lot of things are priced off of the 10-year Treasury. And so uh, that that's why we're seeing so much pain out there is the just really brisk move higher in rates the, in the long end of the yield curve. And then, like Josh said, the 30 years almost Friday 5%. represented the smallest inversion of 2023. So the curve is definitely flattening out, which usually portends the either imminent start of a recession or the optimistic case being that the market's pricing in higher long-run growth expectations. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I think it's the, the first one. Well, yeah, we'll I mean, see. We it looks, see. the yield curve, what Josh is talking about, is the yield curve is starting to move towards normalization and steepening where, um, actually, the funny thing is the, the short end of the yield curve, yields aren't going down. It's just the long end is starting to finally move higher. Um, and we really, really hope that the long end doesn't go above where the short end is now because then there will be a lot of pain in the streets if that is to happen. But, you know, if you believe some of the people out there, they're talking about 10 year could get to seven or eight percent which well rick santelli uh, would be 13, really rough right? yeah that would be a really rough move uh if we go there i guess it depends on how long it takes us but uh if that's true here come the 70s again uh gold traded down one and a quarter percent 1846 an ounce and we saw a huge move lower almost 10 percent in the oil markets uh oil traded at 83 dollars a barrel remember not so long ago we were talking about 100 dollars barrel oil uh so the big news last week and when I, well it was funny that the news when we got it on Friday morning on the jobs report for the month of September stocks sold off and then came ripping back. But the big news uh, last week was the September jobs report. The U.S. economy added 336,000 jobs, which was obviously way ahead of expectations. The unemployment rate is still at an unbelievably low 3.8 percent. Uh, and so the labor market is this anomaly in, in all of the economic that data that we're getting, which makes you believe uh, that the situation in the labor market is much more structural. And uh, because of the structural nature of it, meaning baby boomers retiring and leaving the workforce in droves and Josh's generation wanting to be Uber drivers, uh, we have this structural problem in the labor market. And the business cycle is having less of an impact than it historically has on the labor market. And I think, you know, it's going to be really interesting because when you look at the amount of jobs that were added, like by far two thirds of the jobs that were added were in the service sector. Um, and so it's going to be really interesting to see if in fact we do have a couple quarters or three quarters of negative GDP growth. So a technical recession, if the unemployment rate ticks up, because 3.8% is past full employment. I mean, full, full employment is something like four, four and a half percent. And we're under that. And we've been under that for a while. And so anecdotally, like Josh and I can talk to you about how difficult it is not only to find people, but then qualified people that actually you want to work at your business. And if you're a small business owner, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So, you know, it sort of feels like maybe this, the problem, the labor market being what it is is more structural rather than the business cycle being able to affect it as much as it did historically. Well, I guess time will tell. Recession without high employment, high unemployment could be a, a unique thing, but high unemployment, we're like below full employment. <laughs> well, under the hood, there was 885,000 full-time jobs lost and 1.1 million part-time jobs added. So like you said, you know, my generation doing the wearing multiple hats, it's well, a record but, multiple job holders. But do those jobs, those what, gig economy jobs, do those even count in the labor statistics, a lot of them? No. 
Yeah, so like if you are doing a lot of those Airbnb or like all of these things where people are able to make money, they don't actually count on the labor the labor data. So it's interesting to see, you know, when you look at the actual statistics that come out. The, the government jobs data is increasingly at odds with the private sector payrolls report from ADP. So who's more accurate? Tough to say. We just know that, you know, it's it's a really still an unbelievably tight labor market. All right, the the big, you know, what's leading all of the markets and what is determining what's going on in markets, and we're going to talk about this more in the next segment, is the move higher in interest rates. And so, you know, it started with the Fed, but, you know, it kind of now feels like maybe the bond vigilantes will, are back. Like I said a, a minute ago, stocks and bonds in the short term are both oversold uh, by quite a bit because we've seen, uh, you know, long, long and intermediate bonds sell off sharply over the last month. We've seen stocks sell off. And so we are certainly due for a bounce, but I don't know that this is going to be a long-term bounce because earnings are still not looking all that good. You know, you'll get Levi's reported earnings on Friday and it wasn't good. So, um, you know, my take on this is a recession would be healthy for the U.S. economy. We can finally get somewhat of a market clearing and, and then move higher uh, over the longer term, and all of these zombie businesses that shouldn't be in business uh, can go away, and we will be stronger as a country going forward. Now, we have to get the situation in Washington also figured out um, because you know the the people that write the South Park cartoon shouldn't be running Washington D.C., which is what it kind of feels like right now. And so, as I said the last couple of weeks, you know whether doesn't matter what party you're in. You, everybody should want a strong Republican and a strong, strong Democratic Party. That is important in a democracy, uh, and that's not what we have right now. Uh, the inmates are running the asylum, and it's, it's, uh, it's embarrassing, right? It's, it's, we're, this is an embarrassing situation. We have, uh, we have a spending problem, but the idea that Matt Gates really cares about that is, is a laughable thing. So, um, And then, you know, end-of-the-year stuff, you, you should be thinking about rebalancing. Uh, know what you own. Make sure you own quality. Uh, this is when you should start be, you know, doing your tax loss harvesting in your taxable accounts. Make sure you're on track to max out your retirement plan, HSA, and then also definitely check your beneficiaries. All right, if you'd like to be part of the program, you have a question or a comment for us, give us a call, 877-670-7117, or you can email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to talk some more about the Vaughn Vigilantes and what you should be doing with your fixed income, so stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. a medical provider at One Peak Medical Group, talking about why some men are reluctant to seek medical care. Society has trained men to be the ones to bring home the bacon and be the workhorses and do all these things. A lot of the times they just try to think that everything's okay and man up and and deal with it. But there are certain things that do need medical attention and do need medical care. A lot of men are more predisposed to certain things than than women are. And it's definitely, especially if there's a genetic component there with family history of certain things. 
having more preventative care at an earlier age to avoid developing some of these predisposed genetic things from family is, is very important. If you feel like something's not right, come in. There's nothing wrong with being checked out, having a physical exam, and just staying up to date on your own health. Michael Hernandez, physician's assistant at One Peak Medical. Book your appointment online at onepeakmedical.com, covered by most insurance companies. Every job has a unique set of tools. One tool all jobs need is workers' comp, providing protection for workers and employers if there's an injury. SAFE is Oregon's leader in workers' comp. We have the largest network of workplace safety professionals in the industry to help reduce injuries, and we strive to make Oregon the safest and healthiest place to work. A commitment to safety. That's workers' comp that really works. Learn more at SAIF.com. We live in a high desert wonderland. And you like to be outside. The Ben Factory stores have what you need. For the Central Oregon outdoor lifestyle. Make a bold statement and save up to 70% every day. Over 20 famous brand names like Columbia, Nike, and Pendleton. And locals like Learning Express Toys, Runway Fashion Exchange, and Cascade Mattress and Bedroom Furniture. Shop with nothing in mind and find exactly what you wanted. Great buys that reflect your personality. Play It Again Sports is now open and ready to buy. At Play It Again Sports, they buy and sell quality used sports and fitness gear. Make sustainability in sports your next play. Sell your gear and recycle it all at Play It Again Sports. Located next to Maurice's in the Bend Factory stores. Make Play It Again Sports your first stop for all sporting equipment. Smart shoppers start at the Bend Factory stores, South Highway 97. Because everyone needs an outlet. A lot of schools talk about training the cybersecurity workforce of the future, but do they really deliver? My Computer Career has been supplying the IT workforce with thousands of skilled, certified pros for 15 years. Train with the experts in support, networking, or cybersecurity and start your career in months, not years. Upskill even faster. On campus or live online, qualified students may get financial aid, including the GI Bill. My Computer Career. Accredited. Acclaimed. Effective. Take the free career evaluation at mycomputercareer.edu. Connect to the Financial Focus Radio Show on YouTube or iTunes. Listen to past shows, get our bi-weekly e-news, and keep up to date on the market. You can also sign up for our e-newsletter on our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Let's get back to the show. If you'd like to take one of us up on a free retirement review, we'll give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life, your asset allocation, what's in your portfolio, whatever you want to talk about is fair game. So if you want to get added to our calendar... Give us, our, give us a call at our office, 800-743-0988, or email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. So for everybody that thinks that the, the it wants to talk about the demise of the U.S. dollar and how, uh, you know, Russia and, I mean, China and all these countries that nobody wants to actually go to are going to take over, uh, the U.S. dollar index is surged, again, uh, obviously, um, the economic growth we're seeing in this country uh, and higher interest rates relative to the rest of the world is a uh, magnet for do- for other dollars. Uh, over the last decade, the dollar index uh, ETF, which is U- UP, uh, has a total return of 43%. Every single currency 
uh, in the G20 at least, has depreciated against the dollar over the last decade. Every single one of them over the last decade. So um, we are the reserve currency of the world. And as long as that is true, all this nonsense that you see uh, on social media is is exactly that. It's nonsense. I mean, the dollar is – people – flock to the dollar in times of stress. And so that's been true for, and, and you know, maybe it won't be true forever, but I, I'm pretty sure for the rest of my life, that's going to be true. And so, um, you know, our, our country uh, has its problems, but it's sort of the best house in a bad neighborhood. There's a great article earlier this week. The Euro's share of global trade weighted flows is actually at an all time low since its inception as well. So if you thought that was going to be the replacement, uh, try to come up with another one. Yeah, well, the euro could get their act together if they created a bond market like the treasury market. But, you know, if you're in Germany, or do you want to be hitching your wagon to Greece and Italy? Probably not. Not when the industrial core of Germany is being utterly destroyed well, they, by inane policies from again, the elected even, leaders. They can't even form a line in Europe at an airport, so I don't know how they're going to create a bond market. All right, all of you that are 65-plus, it is that time of year. Medicare open enrollment begins on October 15th. It goes from October 15th to December 7th. Uh, and I don't, you know, for those of you that are currently on Medicare, uh, St. Charles approved, I think it's five or six vendors, the biggest one being Pacific Source. There's three that they kicked out, WellCare, and two others. I can't remember. Um, but this is the time of year. Uh, don't wait till December 7th to make your deadlines. <laughs> our producer's laughing because we were supposed to have our, our, our healthcare expert on, and I guess I have to be that now. Um, so obviously when you're going for thinking about making changes, talk to your doctors about your current coverage. Uh, be on your lookout for your plan's annual notice of change. Um, make sure you know all the prescription drugs you take. So those are so that's sort of the info you need. But even if you have a plan, um, it might be worth taking a look at what you have uh, and what plan you have for Medicare because a lot of times you can even either improve your coverage or lower your cost. So I'd say every couple of years, uh, take a look at what you have for Medicare during this period, this open enrollment period. I want to know what our producer is laughing at so hard, but I guess I'll have to wait till the break. All right. Mr. Finelli wanted to talk about the bond vigilante, but bond vigilantes. And so there's a guy named Ed Yardeni. He uh, owns uh, Yardeni Research, and he coined the term uh, bond vigilantes. And so the last time that we saw the bond vigilantes uh, really go after uh, really the government is what they're actually doing is in the 90s when when uh, I think it was when Clinton was president. But yeah, because it was James Carville that would always talk about them, right? Yeah. And so if you think about what it is, it's the bond. So the U.S. government has to fund itself. Right. And so last quarter in the third quarter of this year, uh, the U.S. government borrowed a record one trillion dollars. And when I say borrow, they're issuing money in the bond market. They're issuing treasuries, not issuing money. They're borrowing money. They're selling treasuries and, you know, pensions are buying them, foreigners are buying them, we're buying them, uh, and that's how they get money to fund their operation. And so there are record levels of borrowing. Um, but at some point, the bond market says, mm, no, you're going to have to, like, pay us a lot more in interest for us to buy your bonds. And that's sort of what feels like what started to happen last week is there's the bond market is sort of saying, you know what, this ridiculous amount of spending you're doing in Washington and both parties don't seem to care. I know some of them say they do, but they're they don't actually they just care about clicks and and raising money for themselves. Um, you know, so the bond market is saying, you know, at some point we have to do something about this unbelievably uh, high level of spending that we have in Washington, D.C. I mean, you know, we're at 33 trillion and counting. And, you know, it wasn't so long ago. It took, you know, it took us 
200 and something years to get to a trillion and it's taken us no time to 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 get to to 33 trillion and so you know the the human brain can't even comprehend the number 1 trillion and we we have stacked 33 of them uh in terms of our our debt and well, so it's all just like a market recognition of what i think most responsible people have been saying for the last 2 years which is fixed income just doesn't represent value over the long run you're not going to make a real return by owning it because the interest rate cycle, the paradigm is fundamentally shifted. And by owning a, a contractual debt obligation like that, you have zero upside because policymakers and Congress are telling you that they're going to erode the value of that obligation over time and you will make no money because of their fiscal profligacy. So we're not saying – so here, the important thing to understand is that we're not saying don't own bonds. It just it, – it, it's one of these situations that you know we have bonds in our client portfolios because people need distributions and they need distributions when we have a bear market in stocks and we use the bonds in their portfolio to, to give them those distributions. It's, it's making sure you own the right bonds and it's also not one of these situations where – you know, yields get to be attractive or relatively attractive like they are now. And, you, you know, we start to get these calls and investors out there start to say, well, why wouldn't I just put all of my money in a six month treasury and get five and a half percent? And, you know, that I understand that logic from a from your perspective. But like over time, like Josh said, that purchasing power is going to be eroded. And that when that six month bond matures, you don't know where rates are going to be. And so the bond market, like Josh, it, it's great. It's contractual return. You know what you're going to get. And when you buy U.S. Treasuries, it's a contractual return guaranteed by the full faith and credit of the U.S. government, which is great. And, and which is why we own these in our portfolios. It's just we're seeing people get a lose a decade worth of bond returns in their portfolios because they own the wrong bonds. And we can't figure it out. We look at these portfolios and they're there and a financial advisor is helping them and we say why in the heck would your financial advisor have you an intermediate long-term bonds it doesn't make any sense well, of, this monstrous move of course comes on the heels of our entire industry basically proclaiming that last month was the time to finally take duration risk and then the face ripping kept going and you know for it's pretty obvious that to me that it just doesn't make sense to to, to push duration at this point yeah, and so you know, if you believe, like we believe, that the U.S. government is going to have to keep borrowing lots and lots and lots of money, there's going to be a ton of supply on the market, right? So we have them borrowing a trillion dollars a quarter uh, in treasuries, and then we also have the U.S. the Fed uh, selling ninety billion a, a, a month, and so you couple that—that's a ton of supply on the market. So guess what? Rates are going to keep it's, going it's a, higher. It's also this feedback loop and that higher interest expense, therefore it. it fuels more debt issuance because more debt is needed to pay to pay the in, the higher interest expense and entitlements certainly aren't going away so you know there's a couple of inevitable conclusions one don't buy duration and two is your taxes are going to go up at some point uh over the next decade i mean it made a ton of sense to buy bonds in the 80s contractually you had a unbelievably great forward-looking return it still doesn't make sense to buy duration in the bond market it just doesn't uh at some point it might and and, and most of you the reason we bring it up too is most of you own your bonds in either an exchange traded fund or a mutual fund and you're seeing the price of those decline if you own an individual bond that's a different story but most of you don't all right if you'd like to sign up for our e-newsletter josh and i do a video in the middle and end of every month where we talk about markets and how to deal with your money as it relates to those markets so go to our website if you want to get added to that list northwestquadrantwealth.com when we come back we'll tackle some of your emails so stick around sign up for our e-news today Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. 
The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on YouTube or on NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com. walk to get you going. With the afternoon I got ahead of me, I really need it. What are you doing in the afternoon? I gotta figure out my med Did you say med Mm-hmm. There's that word again. Medicare. It can make even a morning walk uncomfortable. But it doesn't have to, especially when you have Pacific Source Medicare to guide you. Pacific Source Medicare offers plan options with $0 premiums, $0 prescriptions, no referrals required to see a specialist, dental benefits, and more. Pacific Source Medicare also gives you service from a local person, not an automated phone tree. Find your Pacific Source Medicare plan today. Visit medicarebeyond.org. Pacific Source Community Health Plans is an HMO, HMO DSNP, and PPO plan with a Medicare contract and a contract with Oregon Health Plan, Medicaid. Enrollment in Pacific Source Medicare depends on contract renewal. Pacific Source Medicare, going beyond what's required to put members first. Visit medicarebeyond.org or call 877-452-8878. Wow, buddy, this place is gorgeous. Oh, I love living here at Wild Horse Mesa. It was just built in 2021, so it's got all the latest amenities with high-end finishes, plus AC, my own washer dryer, pool access, fitness center, rec room and a private patio. <laughs> All this on your salary? Wild Horse Mesa is more affordable than you think. Call the office and see what's available. Google Wild Horse Mesa Prineville for more information. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. Minutes from Prineville. New, beautiful, affordable Wild Horse Mesa. Coastal Farm and Ranch. They're just what the country needs. We take pride in our work, pride in our service. We built our Visit any coastal store in the Pacific Northwest for the best selection of products for your ranch and home, from fashion to fencing to feed. With name brands you know and trust, you'll find the biggest selection of jeans and boots in the Northwest and one of the biggest sections of Carhartt and Wrangler anywhere. Plus, shop sporting goods, animal health, lawn and garden, and much, much more. Coastal, since 1963, we're just what the country needs. Coastal Farm and Ranch, we're just what the country needs. Visit CoastalFarm.com for locations, ads, and offers. Did you know that the average public university student borrows $32,880 for their bachelor's degree? Many borrowers list student debt as the main barrier to buying a home, starting a business, or even retiring from their jobs. Are student loans keeping you from other goals? Between different payment plans, types of cancellation, and tax implications, we know that student debt can be confusing. 
Don't let that confusion keep you from addressing your debt. Our website offers resources, including frequently asked questions, links to other sites, and tips for avoiding scams. The site is updated by the Student Loan Ombuds, who also receives and attempts to resolve complaints about servicers or other issues with student loans. Take control of your financial future by addressing your student debt today. Visit the Division of Financial Regulations Student Loan Help Site at dfr.oregon.gov or call the Student Loan Ombuds at 888-877-4894. This message brought to you by the Oregon Division of Financial Regulation, the Oregon Association of Broadcasters, and this station. Fall in love with the return of Rosemary's Swiss Bread at Port of Subs. Mmm, the aroma of fresh warm bread sprinkled with a hint of rosemary and topped with creamy Swiss cheese. You'll love Rosemary's Swiss with our customer favorite Pilgrim. Or try it with your favorite classic or signature sub. Rosemary's Swiss Bread is here for a limited time only, so don't wait. Visit your neighborhood Port of Subs today or order ahead at portofsubs.com or on our mobile app. Slice sandwiches, Port of Subs. listening to Financial Focus Radio Show, where you get honest and actionable advice every week from the partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Remember, you can always listen to past shows on iTunes or find us on northwestquadrantwealth.com. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. If you'd like to be part of the program because you have a question for us or maybe even a comment, uh, if you want to talk about Matt Getz, Getz, Josh really wants to talk about it, call us, 877 <laughs> oh, yeah. You can email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Uh, so this is this is pretty interesting, and I'm, I'm bringing it up uh, because I know I've talked to uh, some people that have come to our office uh, for a free retirement review, and they had asked me, and I didn't know the question at the time. But uh, So I went on Vanguard's website, and, and you can actually convert – uh, your mutual fund uh, to an exchange-traded fund of similar – so if you own like the S&P 500 uh, in mutual fund form, you can convert it at Vanguard uh, to the ETF form, and it's a tax-free event. So they'll let you do it. They'll help you do it, um, and it's a, a non-taxable event. So uh, for all of you that own mutual funds at different uh, asset managers, uh, if they have the equivalent ETF, it has to be the exact same thing, uh, you can do a tax-free uh, transfer and you know the reason that we use ETFs as opposed to mutual funds is the cost is a little bit lower. Like you know, I, I have some examples of some Vanguard funds. Uh, for example, the their mutual fund version of their uh, FTSE All World XUS Small Cap Fund. Uh, the mutual fund expense ratio is 16 basis points. The ETF is seven basis points. Uh, Vanguard's mutual fund emerging market. Uh, uh, mutual fund is 14 basis points. Their ETF is eight basis points. So it's not a big difference, but uh, over time, that certainly adds up. Um, mutual fund or the ETFs are a little bit more tax efficient than the mutual fund, just from the structure of an ETF versus a mutual fund. Um, and you can buy them throughout the day, so they trade throughout the day. You don't have to um, uh, you don't have to wait for the market close. So you know we're not market timers, but a good example of uh, you know when we were trading uh, was Friday morning. Uh, when the market opened because of the jobs report, the market sold up pretty sharply uh, and then ended the day up really sharply. So there was like a six or 700 point reversal on, on the Dow on Friday. 
from sharply negative to pretty sharply positive. Uh, and so if you own a mutual fund, if you're buying a mutual fund, you get the closing price. In an ETF, you could buy at the open and get the much lower price. So, uh, you, and that's something a lot of people don't know about is you can convert your mutual funds uh, to ETFs and it's a tax-free exchange. And the cost basis doesn't change all that stuff. All right, let's tackle some email questions. Uh, this is Josh, you're gonna like this. This comes from Mike. Uh, is it worth paying a financial advisor to manage retirement funds if you are confident in your own financial investment strategies? I love the word strategies. I feel like I have a solid understanding of long-term investment strategies, and I and as such, I feel the roughly 1% of managed assets that I would pay for outside advice would exceed the gains I might see. True, it's important to get outside opinions to compare the best practices with investment, but the famous Warren Buffett investment bet in which he pitted a low fee index fund against an actively managed portfolio of hedge funds makes me leery of trusting a professional advisor. Well, I mean, I tend to largely agree with you. I think that, you know, the biggest value add from... Well, we have obviously a conflict of interest in answering this question, but, but keep going. Uh, but, you know, I mean, that so much of it is... I think, you know, we, the reason that we'll always have a job, of course, is, you know, as you accrue uh, more financial assets... Uh, it becomes increasingly more difficult to divorce yourself emotionally from your own money. And uh, people that have the ability to view it dispassionately, to, uh, you know, Warren Buffett being the, the preeminent example, uh, you know, they, they know that they can be their own worst enemy or they're able to divorce themselves emotionally from it and they make the right decisions and they rebalance when, uh, you know, they take risk when you're getting paid to take it. And conversely, they, uh, you know, are, 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 they're also that long-term index-based investor, and they—if you—if you have all those attributes, sure. But uh, you know, I, I think it, there's certainly something to be said about uh, paying an outside source to do it, because uh, you know, typically, if that as long as that source is doing you know the same things that you would otherwise be doing, i.e., indexing, uh, they are going to be able to the behavioral behavioral improvement. A lot of those unquantifiable aspects of uh, working with an advisor you know we, we see them and the data that you know Vanguard puts out is pretty clear as it relates to the enhanced returns when you're actually hiring someone and that's net of fee uh, but you know it's not rocket science and ultimately we do believe that most people out there can do it yeah Josh and I are proof it's not rocket science but the only thing that concerns me about your email Mike is use the word strategies a couple times and so strategies and index fund investing are, are they don't go together and so if you're just indexing and you're leaving it and you're letting it the compounding do its thing uh that there's no strategy involved there it's just putting your money in a low-cost index fund that's tax efficient and, and staying the course so that there's no strategy involved there it, it makes me think maybe you're you're actually uh being active with passive strategies which we wouldn't uh which we wouldn't condone and so um you know like we say all the time most people have uh the financial acuity to be able to do it themselves. It's, it's definitely not rocket science. Uh, in fact, being a really good investor is pretty simple, um, but it comes down to our, you know, doing the right thing when it's really hard to do. And so like Josh said, it's, it comes down to sort of in our world, behavioral modification. Uh, and, you know, most people, if they're willing to put in some works, put some in some time, uh, they can, uh, they can be a successful investor, but uh, a lot of people know themselves and, and they sort of want some guardrails 
and that's what a financial advisor The behavioral thing. modification thing becomes increasingly difficult the more you accrue in, from the in terms of wealth. And that's because, so for example, let's say if $3 million, a 10% move is $300,000. So if, if the market goes down, if your account goes down 10%, that's $300,000. And for a lot of people, that's more than they made in a year. And it's like, wait a second, my account just went down by more than I made in a year. That's really tough to take. And so the, the bigger the dollar amounts get, uh, little percentage moves have a huge impact. And, you know, we see it with our big clients, you know, but they, they became big clients because they were able to withstand those percentage and the, moves and, ha and put that in perspective. And the long run implications of a mistake then get magnified as well. So it's just one of those things where the value may not be immediately apparent, but it's pretty clear when you look at the data. All right, we got another question from Larry and Ben. Uh, Larry says, my financial advisor should suggest that my wife and I invest in target date funds in our company 401k plans. In researching these, it seems each has a significant investment in foreign stocks that have underperformed U.S. stock for a long period of time. Are you guys concerned about this? Uh, I don't dun, think... Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> well, 2020... This is a good one. This is yeah. a good one, Larry. 2022 was sort of the, you know take into the woodshed year for target date funds generally they're just an utter bloodbath uh, most of them just being blind allocators that you know we call them interest rate agnostic because you know this is a totally different thing than the international exposure i'll get there but uh, the idea is that you know many target aid funds owned a ton of long dated bonds in 2022 and so far year to date they're not having a great year either uh, because those asset allocation committees at these uh, investment advisors, large, you know, large asset management firms, don't look at duration and that, that kind of thing in the same lens that maybe we do. Uh, but, you know, the international exposure itself, I maybe have less beef with uh, as far as the underlying allocation. Because remember, you know, the, there's definitely long periods, decade-long periods where they underperform, but. You know, the opposite is true when uh, international dramatically outperforms a la 2008 to 2012. But uh, I wouldn't necessarily hang your hat on the international exposure so much as uh, those glide paths didn't do what they were intended to do uh, over the last couple of years because of that interest rate agnosticism. Yeah. So, Larry, I, I think, yeah, Josh makes a good point. We're not, you know, your financial advisor is sort of giving you lazy advice rather than like being like, here's the allocation. Let me see your 401k options and I can give you a recommendation. That's a, that's sort of your financial advisor adding some value to your life there. Um, because he, he's right. When you look at, uh, they have, they're not, they're, these things aren't doing what they're sort of built to do. And the, the 401k company and the asset manager, they love these products because it's all their own funds. And so they're very, very profitable. But I think there are problems inherent. Like it's somebody building a, an asset allocation for you that Larry, you're not going to agree with, whether it be the international exposure or the, or the uh, fixed income. And so you know, you can go out and pick the funds in your plan and not have to worry about that. So you can say, I want to underweight international. I want to stay short in duration. And you can sort of pick it in a way that you like represents how you feel about markets rather than having the target date uh, fund do it for you. All right. If you'd like to take us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get one of those scheduled. Number here is 800-743-0988 or email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Get your free one-hour retirement review. 
meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988.